It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. We need to eat the babies who have stolen my dreams. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, folks, this is the Financial Guys Media Network. I am one of the Financial Guys. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle are taking some time off here on Labor Day weekend. And uh, Mike Sparaza here, my co-partner today. Again, we're next to each other quite often, aren't we? We are. We do a little bit too much together, so we got to <laughs> fix that problem. Our wives are going to start wondering, like, why don't they come home? Why do they go to work so early? Why do they not come home on the weekends, right? It's too much fun. We have a lot of fun doing this show, folks. Um, we are in studio today. Um, I was joking right before we came on the air. I said, Mike, I think this is going to be a, an award-winning show today. And I said, I have no idea what the award will be. We got some good guests lined up, though. I'll tell That's you that. That's why. I'll tell you that. That's always why. I think yeah. between this show, um, the listeners, those who call in, our guests make it award-winning. That's right. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, Chicken Wings will be the award, since it is Chicken Wing Festival weekend. I, uh, you were telling me, I think, what is it, Joey Chestnut? Joey in Chestnut. Town? I think him, he's yeah. in town. He's yeah. going to probably crush everybody eating yeah. thousands of chicken wings. So funny, the clip I heard of him, he's saying, yeah, you know, I just hope my technique is good on the drums and the flats. You know, <laughs> sometimes other people have different techniques. I'm going, oh, my God. You even said it, though, this morning. The worst one is the hot dogs. Yeah. Just yeah. a lot going plunging on. Plunging yeah. hot dog after hot dog into your mouth. It's just one of the most grossest things you can watch. Um, but it's sport. That's right. That's it's, right. I give those guys credit because it's it's a lot. You got to train for that. And stuff. they make a living doing it. Yep. A lot of a lot of they make a good living, I think, doing it. The good ones. Um, and and a lot of people seem to not really want to make a living. A lot of uh, higher signs, right? Great higher transition signs. there, Michael. I mean, Great there really are. Yes. You could you could literally make seventeen to twenty dollars an hour now, putting pickles on buns and heating them up and wrapping them and handing them to people. Well, the good news is though. It's those MAGA Republicans' fault for all this stuff. Yes. That's the good news, right? Everything, no matter what's wrong in the world, it is Donald Trump and his followers, and there's no arguing it at this point. No we doubt. are the problem, folks. Remember that. We are the bad people. Yeah, look in the mirror every morning, folks, and say, I am part of the problem. I will yeah. change my ways. Yeah. I yeah. am MAGA. I, I, I should not feel like making America great again is a, is a worthwhile endeavor. You've got to do this, like this reflection. Remember on Saturday Night Live, I think it was Stuart Smalley. In fact, Senator, he, he became a senator, the guy who did that. Yep. What was that yep. guy's name? I, I forget. Was, I know exactly I'll what you're talking about. I'll think of it though. as we're yep. sitting here. But yep. um, it was funny because he had to always kind of look at himself in the mirror and say. Al Franken. Al Franken. Christina, yes, nice you. job. Producer, nice Christina job. Christina producing today, helping there us out. Go. Al Franken would do this, this Stuart Smalley, and he'd say, you're good enough. And doggone it, people like you, right? We, as the MAGAs, I guess, I guess if you support Donald Trump policies, you are now not maybe full fascist, but semi-fascist. Don't become full fascist, folks, because, gosh, that might sound like Hitler or Soviet, you know, Soviet Union communist bloc-like, sort of like what our president's remarks sounded like on Thursday, right? Don't want to become that. But we're going to get into a lot of that, folks. Um, 844-434-4TFG if you want to call into the show. And our text line is back. This is massive, major announcement, folks. <laughs> text line is back, 
817-0716. I wonder, if, is that 716 there? For I, I, I picked that number, believe it or Seriously? not. Seriously? I did. I did. Ah, I found that. Nice and job. Thanks to my wife, Sarah. She helped with that, too. I told you it'll be an yes. award-winning show. You just <laughs> won right. an award there for that. Uh, so, again, text line 716-817-0716. And if I could, Mike, real quick before we get to our first guest, this, this stuff that we're going to get into this deeper later, especially with a special guest, uh, Cameron Kinsey, joining us, former uh, White House official later on. Uh, for the Trump White House. Mm-hmm. It, this reminds me a lot of when we talked to Tony Kinnett, the critical race theory expert mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, right? These, these Biden speeches of telling everybody MAGA Republicans are bad. It's very similar to teaching kids, right? You're, yep. Instead of teaching kids, you're teaching adults that MAGA Republicans are bad. Yep. But in this case, with, with the kids, you're teaching kids that white people are bad and they're the problem for everything in this world. Yep. It's a very similar model and, and message, really, at the end of the day. And isn't that how racism sort of started? Right. White people saying black people are bad. Right. That's how it all started. Right. Now it's the reverse. Uh, right. White people are bad. MAGA Republicans are bad. The way they think is bad. Yep. They're evil. They're divisive. Uh, and, and now it's, it's, it's the projection. And I know we're going to play a lot of clips today. Senator Tom Cotton, he said, you know, junior psychologists out there, they call this projection. The things that you're claiming other people to do is exactly the thing that they're doing. So we're going to get into lots of detail today. Yeah, a lot of great guests. Um, in a moment, we're going to actually be talking to Brian Faraci, director of our operations of the TFG insurance team, and that would be health insurance, not the property and casualty. So health insurance team, um, when you need insurance before and at and beyond Medicare age, folks, you've got to talk to one of our AHIP certified agents, independent agents. They do not care what the solution ends up being. They just care that the solution is best for you. He also doesn't care if you're a MAGA Republican either. No, he will help you. He will help you. He will will likely not call you names. (laughs) Yes, that's right. I mean, (laughs) so, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be talking to Brian in just a moment. And um, Cameron Kinsey, um, an outstanding conservative, already a conservative leader um, in the country. We're going to be talking to her about some of the president's remarks we're going to get some of the uh, some of the feedback from people like Governor Ron DeSantis, Senator Tom Cotton, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about Dave Portnoy's uh, response to it. Probably not able to be played on the air, but we can talk about it. We, can we just talk can't about play it. it. That's all. Yeah. yeah, we're going to use our little sensor buttons, I guess. That's right. Our, our mental sensor buttons. So, folks, hope you're having a great holiday weekend here uh mondays are off and off for many people so hopefully you're having a good uh good time so far this week camping barbecuing eating wings whatever heading to the buffalo wing fest i think they call it right yeah. down at uh the baseball Highmark field Stadium. right is it is Highmark? It, oh is it Highmark? i don't know I, I, is it it's the baseball stadium oh right? at yeah, the baseball yeah, stadium yeah, yeah. that's awesome thank god brian's here because we don't know, know what we're talking about over Chris, here. christina <laughs> and brian will be actually taking over the show any moment because they have all the answers <laughs> All right. So, do we want to bring Brian in? Uh, yeah, we can. We can also bring him on after the break too. Yeah, maybe, cool. Yeah, yeah let's right. bring him on before, and then we'll we'll let's, hold him over. Let's bring him on. Yeah. Let's bring on Brian Faraci. And uh, so, Brian, you know, it's not so much the the biggest, you know, um, I guess busiest time of the year for you and your team, but it's like the time of the year where you're really, really ramping up for what's to come. It's the calm before the storm, right now. Yeah. So yeah. I mean. And, and honestly, folks, if you're here during that season, and it, it, it actually goes on, it, it's not even almost the season anymore because there's not a day that goes by that I'm not talking to my financial clients and about six to eight times your name comes up, 
Brian Janik's names comes up, Madison Rosler, your coordinator's name comes up. I'm constantly saying, you've got to go see, you've got to go talk to, right? So what's going on these days in uh, health insurance and what are some of the things that people ought to be thinking about as, uh, as the open enrollment season, uh, geez, just two months away? Yeah, I mean, technically, we're, we're about a month away because October 1st, we can start talking about the plans that are coming out. Um, some of the rumblings that we're hearing are actually, it's actually shocking some of the benefits that might be released as of October 1st. Um, I always say, because I am licensed in Florida as well, mm -hmm. is that we're about five or 10 years behind the rest of the country. No su kidding. Surprisingly, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to uh, Medicare plans. Ah, okay. So now that I'm seeing some of those transitions the past couple of years into some of the benefits that are being added, it is looking you know, very similar to other parts of the country as far as some of the additional benefits. Mm -hmm. um, money back in your Social Security check, that is a real thing. And it's not just for low-income people. Um, there's also like flex spending cards, additional dental. So mm. um, now we're seeing those things are, you know, we're hearing rumblings of that, those things being transitioned into the Western New York area, which is very, very exciting. I'm going a little off script here, Brian, but what for people out there, they're like, ah, I'll get to this at some point. Ah, it's not that big of a deal. Ah, I'm not going to be 65 mm -hmm. for another four months. I don't, you know, what, what do you tell those people? Because I think we all do that, right? Oh, I'll clean the basement next week. Oh, I'll, you know, shop my phone bill mm -hmm. in a couple months. Oh, I'll fix my TV. What do you tell people like that? Well, two different answers. For the person that's, you know, wanting to retire and is approaching 65, it's important to meet with us 12 to 18 months in advance because if you have a health savings account or you have a spouse that needs you know additional insurance if they're going to lose their insurance um, we want to plan for this because i ran into a situation this week where we're struggling to get someone you know their part b medicare because they decided decided to retire abruptly and you know now it's difficult to get that so there's no lapse in their coverage um, the other side of it for people that are currently on medicare the important thing is is getting in right away, giving your time, giving yourself time to review the benefits we're going over and making an educated decision rather than rushing yourself into it. You know what's great is uh, you mentioned dental. I know dental and vision is often um, on the minds of retirees on Medicare. You know, they say, oh my gosh, like I'm okay with the, the premium, maybe the supplemental plan premium, but those co-pays, the deductibles, and then dental and vision on top of that, it can be very expensive, um, you know, in terms of health insurance and all the various needs that people have. Yeah, you just continue adding premium and premium with, with more deductibles and co-pays. That's why, you know, some of these additional benefits we're hearing about are going to be very helpful to people that need, you know, dental, vision, and hearing. Yep. Give us all the ways that people can reach your team. 833-FIN-GUYS, um, uh, for those of you in Rochester. Um, those of you in Buffalo, 633-1331, or go right to the Financial Guys website. Brian, I do know you wanted to talk on one other thing. Can you hold for the break for one thing? Sure can. All right, perfect. Awesome. Folks, we're coming up on a quick break. Uh, you do not want to go anywhere, folks. We have a lot to talk about today, lots to talk about, including our president's remarks this past week, and even our Governor Hochul getting into the spotlight um, with her what sensitive um yeah. gun-free zones right Our unelected governor by the way oh yeah 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 we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about that too folks you're listening to the financial guys here on the financial guys media network do not go away one of the things you've been talking about on your show is your allegation that government officials are aiding in pedophilia child trafficking and the grooming of children right what do you mean like what jeffrey epstein did with the clintons ah! 
right on the money. All right, welcome back. You've got Mike and Mike, right? That's Let's right. Look on our TFG Truth podcast, folks. If you want to find our podcasts throughout the week, go wherever you find all of your podcasts, any platform. Find the Financial Guys podcast with Mike Lomas and Glenn Wiggle. TFG Truth with you, Mike, and I. And also Mike and Mahailu, uh, Stefan Mahailu, Mike Sparaza. And don't forget about our, our text line. It's back, 716-817-0716. We do have a correction. Yes. Brian Faraci is a liar. <laughs> um, the Chicken Wing Festival is at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, not downtown. So I had to call I had to call out Brian on that one. I do know about health insurance. I may not know <laughs> where the Chicken Wing Festival is. You are not trustworthy, Brian. Get your priorities in line, would you? <laughs> Son of a gun. All right, we're going to just wrap up with you, Brian. But um, you had just a couple more things you wanted to mention to folks listening today. Uh, real quick, New York State of Health just released that anyone that is um, up for renewal up until November 30th has been extended for one full year if you're on Child Health Plus or the Essential Plan or Medicaid. Mm -hmm. um, and then secondly, I just want to touch base on you know employers and business owners. Um, the importance of shopping your plan around or having a broker to, to handle all the HR solutions for you is very important and just minimizing cost for your employees and yourself as a business owner. Um, best example I could use is if, let's just say you're a family of four, and instead of paying for a full family plan, shop around the plan through New York State of Health or through us, let, allow us to do it for you. And depending on your income, we may be able to move the kids on the Child Health Plus, and then you can reduce your family plan down to a spouse plan, which is ultimately gonna save your employer money and also save you as, as a family money as well. And I'll say this, Mike, I think that's kind of what makes our building great, right? We don't just do the bare minimum or, ah, this, you know, do that, it's easier. Mm -hmm. It's really what makes sense for everybody's situation. I know my team does that, Mike, obviously you yep. with your Social Security planning. Yep. It's not a one-size-fits-all solution. There's many things you can do, and you have to look at those things. Absolutely, and we're always trying to increase people's probability of success. And you can put that phrase on every department that we have. Brian and his team is trying to increase the probabilities of you being insured properly for any health insurance needs and doing it at the most effective cost. And that's essentially all we do, period, right? As Joe Biden would say. Yep. And period. that outfit over there. Period. We'll, you will send you to that other outfit right over there. <laughs> and uh, no, but thanks, Brian. Thanks yep, again. I'll stop boring you guys with the insurance talk. One last thing, though, <laughs> is for those of you that are on Medicare, and you typically don't have a review, this is the year you want to have a benefits review. Allow us to come in or come into our office mm -hmm. or allow us to come out to you and let us review your benefits, your doctors, your prescription cost to at least ensure you're in the best plan. Awesome. So important. 833-FIN-GUYS, 716-633-1331 to find Brian and his outstanding, actually just fabulous award-winning team. Everything's going to be award-winning award today. today. Hey, it's a trophy world. You man. won an award. We're gonna... <laughs> everyone, everyone gets an award these That's days. That's right. Brian, whatever's in our fridge from all the different foods that we had over this past week in the, in the fridge, go ahead and see. Help yourself. That's your award today. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Brian. Head down to Salem's Field for the chicken wings. Yeah. Yes. 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 The field where no one's at, Brian. Give That's Joey right. Chestnut a run for his money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Brian Faraci, again, director of operations of our TFG insurance team. I do know we have another TFG individual on the line i believe russ geyser's with us here i think russ you there i am how are you guys hey good we're good are you heading down to eat some chicken wings today or not uh, 
I'm not. You know, I just got back from vacation, so I'm trying to watch what I, uh, I consume over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Going through a cleanse, uh, a cleansing, <laughs> a lots bit. of water. Okay, I get you. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, so, yeah. so you had a great article out there this week. Um, first, tell us where people can find that. I, I think I can find it on the Financial Guys website, but where else can we find that article you wrote? Yeah, you can. I am a, I'm a, a regular contributor to uh, a, an article on thestreet.com. Uh, it's called Retirement Daily, mm-hmm. um, and every other month I write. I write for them, so um, you can find all my articles. But this this uh, go around, I decided to write about insurance and the importance um, of being properly covered and what you probably should look at having. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like the defensive side of anyone's financial plan because you know, as yeah. financial planners. Uh, it's not just about investments. Uh, you want to be able to keep the wealth uh, that you're accumulating and uh, protect it. So um, I'm a big believer in insurance and helping guide people to the right, uh, the right plan for them. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think our tendency as financial planners, some of our wealth management team, an independent team who helps us manage money, we're often focused on the markets, interest rates, inflation, accumulation of wealth, distribution of wealth to pay the bills. But legacy is often a for, uh, almost like like uh, it's forgotten, right? People think, oh, yeah, there's no way I'm going to really be able to leave anything behind to my children. And they often don't see themselves outside of their family structure, right? They don't see themselves not being there. So just give us a quick rundown of the insurance, I guess, needs that people should consider uh, to sort of protect against all that, that vulnerability. Sure, yeah. The, the number one, actually, the great piggyback off of Brian, uh, is health insurance. And not just having it, of course, that's important, um, but being sure and understanding that, like, the coverage you need and that you're actually insured properly. Um, you know, as a former healthcare administrator, I've seen this severely negatively impact folks undergoing chemotherapy treatments. Um, just strictly looking at costs. So it's really important to have someone on your side that understands what you need mm-hmm. and then shopping the best plan for you based on those needs because um, lack of health insurance, um, health-related injury and illness is the number one cause of bankruptcy. Um, and so uh, it's super important. And, Ross, um, re- oh, sorry, Ross, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, in, in reading this article and, and, and really diving into what you wrote here, I, I think it's important to note, right, it's not about selling a product to people. It's about what you actually need in comparison to what you don't need or may really be situationally depe- you know, based. For example, you put into something I do, umbrella insurance, right? You explain what that is, and it's based on a situation. It's not just about selling a product to somebody just to sell them something. I think that's really important. Exactly. And when I look at insurance, I'm looking at, you know, what's the cost, what's the value, and all insurance really is is shifting risk from you to the insurance company, and is the cost worth it, you know, and, and do you is it something you need? And so that's something I think that's really important. Um, you could have all these different insurances. You may not need them. Um, I, another one I'll touch on, actually, and this is perfect for you, Mike, is auto insurance, you know, home insurance, uh, and umbrella. You may not need umbrella. That's you know, that could be circumstantial based on your level of assets or income. Um, but understanding what it is and, and how it plays into protecting your liability um, above your home and auto is important. So obviously some of these insurances are mandated by law, like auto insurance. But, um, yeah, I just basically go through a list of insurances that you have to have, at least in my opinion, 
some are dictated by law, and uh, some are situation-based, and some are, you know, you, you would just want to avoid. Yeah. So, folks, if you're in a loving relationship, in a marriage, <laughs> if you have children that you love, you care for, everything Russ writes about, and you can find this at TFG, well, or thefinancialguys.com. You can find the link to it. You can go to thestreet.com. Everything Russ writes about all relates to protection, protection of yourself, protection of those you love. So if you are in those categories, you care about yourself and the loved ones, go to this article and then take the next step and find Russ, right? Find Russ. You can find him right here at our offices at 305 Spindrift, 833-FIN-GUYS. Uh, Russ, I'll give you the last word, just kind of the, I guess, the last sort of, you know, what would be the conclusion to your, your uh, ideas about this? Sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when someone's looking for a financial planning or a financial firm to, to, to look at, just make sure that your, your financial planner is looking at the whole picture, that they're looking at your liabilities, your vulnerabilities, not just your investments, um, and making sure that they're formulating a plan that, that meets your goals and objectives, and it's going to help you achieve those. Awesome. Russ Geyser, 833-FIN-GUYS. We're going to take a quick break, folks. You're listening to The Financial Guys here on The Financial Guys Media Network. Don't go away. All right. Anytime I hear a Biden clip, it doesn't make me feel like he's this wonderful grandfather, loving, you know, want to hug him, want to spend time with him. You know, it's just like angry. It's shouting. It's belittling people. Sort of like the speech he gave this past Thursday, huh? Yeah, and I'll tell you, I mean, it, it, what's funny about Joe is if you look back even four or five years ago, I mean, he was so much more with it than, mm -hmm. you know, I don't agree with his message four, five, 10, 12 years ago or 50 years ago when he started in politics, but he was just so much more put together. I mean, some of these things, he, he could put sentences together the other night, I'll give him that, uh, but it's just... He's just lost it mentally, physically. It's really, really sad to see. And we're going to jump into mm -hmm. that in a little bit later, Mike, with, with Cameron Kinsey, yep. former uh, Trump White House official. But it is, it's just getting more divisive by the day. It's getting more uh, scary, I think, for, for people that don't agree with the left by the day. You know, you got to wonder, are we going to just, you know, one day not be able to go in public because of our beliefs and who we vote for? Yeah. And it almost seemed like here and there it was divisive, right? But now divisive is, has kind of become their strategy. They slap us in the face, Mike. Like intentional, right? Yeah. It's intentional. Yeah. There, there's no, I mean, all you have to do is tune in. You can watch the 24-minute speech online and uh, – as soon as you see him behind that podium, blood red background, two Marines in the background side, kind of one one on each side of Joe in the background. Yep. And it's dark. I mean, this is dark. Um, it's it's not making you feel like you're part of something. It's making you feel like you're being reprimanded, that you should really like watch yourself. You're being intimidated when you listen to that speech. Yeah, and, and again, Mike, to reiterate what you said, they're just slapping us in the face now. Yep. We don't like you. Mm -hmm. We don't want you. And you are all fascist terrorists. That That is the message. There's no, hey, you know what? I don't agree with, with Donald Trump on every issue, but I believe in what his policy and his message is, which is America first. That is the policy of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. If you even agree with that, 
that to me is a is a you're a MAGA Republican. Does that mean we're all bad people? No. no. Yes. Are there bad Trump followers? Of course there are. Are there bad Biden followers? Of course there are. Right. You, you can't look at people that voted for Donald Trump as they are they are a threat to society and democracy. It is just so outrageous. Yeah. These are some of the comments that, that he made um, obsessing. You know, the MAGA Republicans obsess about the past. This administration hmm. does nothing to talk about the future. They consistently, constantly talk about the past, led by Donald Trump. They talk about Donald Trump as far back as when he had radio and TV shows, right? I mean, they talk about him when he was first a candidate to be president, all through his administration, Russia. They talk about impeachment. They still are now, in what, invading where his personal residence is, Mar-a-Lago, to go find documents. They, they're the ones. This is called projection, folks, right? You don't have to be trained and a certified psychologist to know this is, this is called projection. The things I'm going to tell that you are doing are the things I've been doing. Uh, they say they embrace anger. The GOP, the MAGA group, embrace anger. That's all I see in Joe Biden is yep. anger. That's all you saw when you hear uh, you hear these these uh, these Democrats like Nancy Pelosi, Stacey Abrams, Joy um, Reid, Joy Reid, <laughs> Joy Behar. These are angry, nasty, vile people, and now they're projecting to say, "Oh, those MAGA, the MAGA uh, Republicans, anyone who supports MAGA, they're embracing anger. The GOP is a threat." That's what they're saying. Uh, this is their new strategy, folks. This is all about intimidation and making you feel like you're part of something evil. And to be honest, Mike, I think Tom Cotton summarized it very well. Uh, in a weird speech last night, he says, Joe Biden attacked his political enemies but mentioned none of his own policies or plans for America. Mm -hmm. That's because he doesn't have a record he can defend, and he's out of ideas. And that's yeah. what it feels like, right? We're yeah. going to talk a little bit later. We can't really do anything productive with the border, so let's give $500 million away for student loan debt forgiveness, right? We yeah. don't really have much we can do. Let's just pretend like we're just going to make all this energy policy work, even yeah. though it doesn't and it's proven Ask California, folks. They're now telling you you can't plug in your electric car because they're afraid of blackouts. After a week ago saying by 2035, no gas-powered vehicles are going to be sold in California. You cannot make this stuff up anymore. Let's call in the, the $800 billion legislation, the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah. But the day it's passed, we're going to start calling it the climate and energy and health care bill. Right. Right. That right. makes everyone feel like, oh, right. it was worthwhile. Right. No, it wasn't. There are hundreds of billions of dollars being thrown away. And then, like you just mentioned, right on the heels of that, as we're trying to combat inflation right now, they go ahead and say, we're going to forgive up to $10,000 of college debt, maybe even $20,000 if you were a Pell recipient, just to further exasperate inflation. This is not an administration that wants to help us, folks. This is not an administration that solves problems so that they're, they're solved in our favor. They are solved for their favor, for their power, and, and completely for political purposes. And, Mike, your nice podcast, the, the, the idea of the podcast is, you know, exploring the hypocrisy in the world and bringing common sense back to the world. And these things, I always say this, and we've said this on the podcast a lot of times, the, the issues of giving away free money and debt and all these, 
it's it's a common sense math equation, right? Mm-hmm. We've spent trillions, not one trillion, not two trillion, not even three trillion, more than three trillion dollars over the last two years fighting a virus that kills less than point zero one percent of people, right? We've spent billions on Ukraine, billions on inflation reduction and and uh, green energy. I almost said blue energy, mm-hmm. green energy, right? We've spent hundreds of billions on a lot of things that are not, you know, getting America to where we need to be. And then we wonder why inflation's so high. Yeah. Why we have interest rate problems. Well, folks, you, you can't give it. Money doesn't grow on trees, right? It's that common saying. You never can get a free lunch. If it's free, there's something wrong. Yeah. Speaking of common sense, something that has absolutely no common sense. <laughs> this is off our text line, and this is something we, uh, we I know we talked about during the yep. week. And um, uh, a place in Alma basically held a drag show, and it had no age requirement. So essentially everyone's no. invited. Yes. Um, drag, no, no, um, no requirement. 11 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. I think that's like family time sometimes church time I was right? say church yeah um but they're gonna have a drag show and they're inviting everyone um it's appalling what and could then, possibly like what said. what could possibly go wrong with children at a drag slash strip show what could possibly go wrong no mental health issues there nothing wrong right what, what what's wrong with that mike it's it's <laughs> I, you, you can't even make it up anymore you'd say it's almost like saying if we wanted to really turn our town into something like that's just like the Sodom and Gomorrah of biblical times, what would we do? Well, let's find some establishments to do nice drag shows on Sunday morning and invite the family. Yeah. That's what we'll do. That would be the, the first step toward turning something into just a corrupt, <laughs> disgusting, immoral place. Not, and that's what they're doing. Not breakfast at IHOP, not pancakes over there, not not... <laughs> Not a lunch at TGI Fridays. No, hey, kids, no. we got these. These are your choices. <laughs> IHOP for blueberry pancakes or the drag show down the road. Yeah. Drag show, dad, drag, yeah. drag show. Come on. And really, folks, insane. You, you wonder why we have a mental health crisis in our country. It's things like this yep. that we just keep doing with zero mic to your favorite point. No common sense whatsoever. Uh, it's It's really sad that this is where we are. But hey, this is America in 2022. And like we always say, elections have consequences. As if it isn't good enough to just get it online, right? Go oh, to the yeah. social media for yeah. this crap. Yeah. No, let's just actually get it right in, like, right in person, right? We can be feet away from the drag queen. And, and to that point, Mike, for those that say this stuff's never going to happen here, right? It's mm-hmm. not going to happen in my backyard. Oh, you know, that, that socialist stuff that goes on in California, mm-hmm. that's not coming here. Blackouts and energy? No, no. That's Europe. They're going to have the blackouts. We're the United States. It's never happened to us. Wake up, folks. Wake up and smell the coffee. It's coming right in your backyard soon. And it is here. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Not soon. Yeah, it's here. It's here. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. go to the caller uh, line here. John, John from Rochester. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Mike and Mike. I'm doing great, man. Listen, awesome. you know, I don't know if you guys heard this, but I... I saw part of a replay of Biden's speech the other night, and there was a heckler that was, that was yelling the uh, vulgar part of "Let's go, let's go, Brandon." Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear that. I, I did have see to that. Go back. I did see that, John. Yes, there was. Yeah, so that was that was that was pretty pretty cool. I didn't I didn't watch the the whole original speech, uh, so I I did go to uh, YouTube. I think it might have been YouTube. Anyway, uh, it's on, on there. But, but, you know, you guys are talking about Biden calling uh, Trump supporters semi-fascist, fascist, mm-hmm. danger to, to America. You know, 
what's more fascist than uh, uh, surveilling a citizen running for president of the United States, impeaching him twice? Um, now they and they pulled the voter fraud issue in, in November of uh, 2020. And it's unbelievable. Who's fascist and who's not fascist? You know what's even worse is this. In a fascist society, if you go through history, whether it's the Soviet Union, uh, Germany, etc., they have the media on their side. When the media participates in fascist principles and policies, that's true fascism. And I'll give you a good example. You have to, to a certain extent, you have to give NBC, MSNBC, sort of a pass. Uh, because they're, 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 a, they're a private entity, etc. But what about NPR? NPR is paid for by our tax dollars. It's a government propaganda machine. They should be defunded immediately or reformed because uh, NPR with tax dollars, that's true fascism. Agreed, no doubt. And, and, and again, it's projection. Everything they say that the MAGA Republicans want to do, everything they say Donald Trump attempted to do or did, they do or are trying to do even more. Yeah, we've got an we've got, uh, NPR station here in Rochester, WXXI. Uh, it's, it's, they are the epitome of government propaganda and fascist behavior that enables their enablers. And, and that's a problem. You know, the, Demo- the Democrats and the left, they're really not the villains. It's the media, whether it's uh, WXXI here in Rochester, NPR, uh, the Buffalo News, the Democrat and Chronicle. They are the villains. If they would report the facts and be true journalists, the Democrats and the left wouldn't be able to get away with this. That's what it boils down to, folks. You you guys are you guys are crazy MAGA Republican fascists. I tell you, he tried to start an insurrection, John. He tried to take over the government, man. You just insurrected this show. We're trying to, we're trying to stay sane, and we got this insane guy from Rochester. Come on, John. John, speaking the truth for goodness' sake. But you know the other scary thing is this. Let's say Trump gets indicted for this. They're going to have the trial. It probably in. Washington, D.C., or Northern Virginia, where he was outvoted 95% to 5%. How can he get a fair trial if it's in that, with that kind of jury, jury pool? In addition to that, the judges in those districts, whether it's Northern Virginia or the D.C. Circuit or the Southern District of New York and Manhattan, uh, the judges, I, I believe, are corrupt. In, they, in that, in that, they are very, very biased. John, and the problem is how the, can the, he get a fair trial? the problem is John. They don't care. That's the problem. How can he? Right. He won't because they don't care. That, that's the biggest issue. That's right. Thanks a lot, John. We appreciate yeah. your call as always. You too, buddy. <laughs> All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. If you want to reach us, folks, eight four 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 three four four TFG, and on the text line, which we're getting a, a flood of texts, seven one six eight one seven zero seven one six. We'll be right back. All righty, welcome back. You've got the financial guys. Besides hearing us every Saturday, folks, here, uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at FinGuys. Find and listen to our podcast, folks, The Financial Guys with Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, TFG Truth with Mike Sparaza and me, and also Mike Sparaza with Stefan Mihailu for Mike and Mihailu. 
lots of things to talk about. Um, another thing, Mike, that we talked about on our podcast was what Kathy Hochul called gun-free sensitive zones, right? Sensitive zones where we would no longer be able to carry guns because, you know, let's not worry about the hate-filled teenagers and the criminals and the gang members. Let's just worry about people who are trying to protect themselves walking down the street. Yeah, um, that's not allowed. Uh, you can't protect yourself, Mike. How dare you? Um, we are turning a fan off in our studio right now. It's a little bit loud in the background. Um, you know, how, how dare you uh, feel the need to protect yourself, Mike? You're not a government official. You're not a big deal. You're just Mike Hayflick. You, you have no right to protect yourself in the state of New York. And, and to be honest with you, Mike, if you're a, a Donald Trump or Lee Zeldin supporter, you, you just get out of here and you go to Florida. Just go to Florida. That's yeah. what Kathy Hochul yeah. says. So yeah. not only, you know, at a national level, you know, basically guns, guns were – said to then be allowed right you can carry guns to protect yourself kathy hochel said well i'll show you we're gonna actually create more sensitive gun-free zones oh soft targets is that what you mean like all the places that people assemble in a community you're not going to be able to have a gun there so the places where biggest assemblies of people are going to be hate criminals hate crazy hate-filled teenagers with guns illegally attained guns by the way now you know where all the people are that cannot protect themselves. Absolutely senseless. They care nothing about gang and drug violence. They care nothing about what goes on every single day in mostly liberal cities like New York City, Chicago, Baltimore, and you name it. You can go down the line. They could not care any less about those places. But, boy, anyone who has actually licenses and, and, and licensed firearms – no more can you carry them in places to protect yourself. And I almost laughed. Uh, licenses, right? Like, that's a new thing, too. Like, oh, if you ask for a license, forget a, a gun license. If you ask for a license, my gosh, that is r the most racist thing that you've ever done, Mike. You can't to get on a plane. You need a, even a license. Oh, you do. You do. But to go to vote, right? right. right you don't need one. Nope. Yeah. So uh, we're going to actually bring on someone on the line right now, um, Ed Pettit, president of Second Amendment Forever and co-chairman of the Niagara County Gun Owners Rights Advisory Panel. Ed, are you there with us? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we, we hear you loud and clear. You're on the air. And, Ed, this is just like lunacy. <laughs> it's like it's like everything that was used to be up is now down and down is up. What what is going on here, and what do you think the real threat is here, or the ongoing threat is? Well, well I'll tell you, that politics has failed our state, and we basically what we're seeing is uh, political petulance running our state through Kathy Hochul, the governor, and New York City. Because let's face it, New York City controls our state lawmaking uh, capability, or New York City controls it. And so, can I, oh, go ahead, Ed. Yeah. No, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I was going to say, like, can you, for, for somebody, you know, that is the is a Second Amendment backer, right, can you tell us your thoughts and feelings, and, and we always talk about this with us, how these people like, like Kathy Hochul, like uh, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, like Mayor Bowser in D.C., these people that act as if, you know, having a gun is the worst thing in the world, yet they walk around with security details 24-7 throughout their life in the mm -hmm. public. What, what, is, what, is, what are we missing here? What's wrong? That's just their sense of elitism. That's about it. They don't care what they don't care about our protection. They care about theirs, but not ours. That's what's wrong. 
And, and they're and they're the ones building fences around their properties, right? Like like Biden is building like million dollar fence structures around his own properties, but no one else is allowed to do that. We're not allowed to keep illegal immigrants out with fences. We're also not allowed to then protect ourselves against a lot of the criminals that come across the border. Let me give you one example. In Niagara County, uh, about five years ago, we created a fast track pistol permit process for people under threat. We were able to do that within our county because with our county legislature, our county judge, our sheriff, we worked together with them, with uh, our organization SAFE, and came up with this process without having to change any laws. So basically, in, 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 in the cases that it's been uh, deployed, it was usually a battered woman, and she was able to get her permit within three weeks as opposed to, you know, typically the six months, nine months. Now, with these new laws, that's going to kind of go away, as far as I can tell. So do these people care about battered women? I don't think so. You know that 40% of our pistol permits since the SAFE Act was passed in Niagara County have gone to women? Hmm. Apparently, they're not feeling so safe because of the SAFE Act. And, you know, in the last couple, three weeks, we've issued in Niagara County basically a year's worth of pistol permits. Hmm. And a lot of those went to women because they don't feel safe with these laws. I think I'd answer your question. They definitely don't care about women or victims. They care about the criminals, and they repeatedly, with no bail type laws, um, with almost like, um, I'm going to say just being very dismissive about crime, right? You do not often see crimes like like blatant, pushed in front of a subway, beaten, sideswiped with the fist and knocked out unconscious into a coma and people dying. You just don't hear that on liberal news media. You hear about the you, the criminals and what happened to that criminal, and we should let him get a second chance, right? That's what we say. I tell you what, though, Mike and Ed, they run their campaigns that they're going to help women and help people in yep. crime-riddled cities, don't they? Yep. They, they tell you they're going to help you, but they make life worse for you. Well, no well, doubt. let me give you another example. Let me give you another example from, from the field here in, in uh, Niagara County. Niagara Falls and uh, North Tonawanda have had a, a uh, big spike in crime in the last uh, two years. And as a result, because the investigators had to be pulled off of, you know, doing the investigation for pistol permits, we ended up having a big backlog of pistol permits in the cities. So our gun owners' rights advisory panel, we said, hey, this isn't right. The people who probably need it the most where the crime is, are having to wait the longest to get the pistol permit. So we worked with our county government and um, and with our county sheriff, and he was able to uh, back up the uh, the city police by having by hiring a uh, special investigator to get the backlog down. We just cut that down, and then all these other laws come out. The state doesn't care about the county. The county cares about the county. Right. Ed, hey, listen. What would you say to someone who's who thinks, you know what, you don't need a gun. Go to your job between, like, let's say it's a 3.30 to 11.30 job, or maybe even, like, 11 o'clock at night until 7 in the morning. You should feel safe to walk down the city streets. Don't worry about getting mugged. Don't worry about getting beaten to death. Don't, don't worry about getting knifed or shot to death. You don't need a gun. What would you say to those people? Because there's a lot of them out there. In fact, some of them actually listen to our show. Do a little research. Why do you think our police are so busy? 
Why do you think the DA's office handles so many murder cases? These are are happening within, in Niagara County, within 15-minute drive from from just about anywhere in Niagara County, there's murders that can happen. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to make it any clearer than that. That can happen. It can happen to you. And, and Ed, here's what I'd say, to be honest with you. You know what? If you don't think you need guns, then don't have one. That's your deal. You don't want a gun. You want to be in a gun-free zone. You go right ahead and you do that. However, I, I, I advise you to go down to a New York City subway or the streets of Chicago right now and see how it feels to be unarmed in places like that. That's what I'd advise these people to do. Since you're a tough guy and you don't need anything to protect yourself and your, your arms and fists can do everything for you, go right ahead and give that a try and come back and let me know how that goes for you yeah or or just go ahead running uh in the early morning hours in memphis and and like a kindergarten teacher who basically gets abducted i mean you know go ahead you know i guess it's like good luck is that what we're supposed to think good luck i hope they don't find me i hope i stay under the radar it's absolutely absurd ed how can people uh get more involved with your organization safe well first of all let me say that we have a, a big call to action second amendment rally this coming Wednesday, uh, the 7th of September at 7 p.m. at the Frontier Fire Hall in Liberty Drive. Uh, SAFE is sponsoring this along with the Iroquois Army okay. Collectors. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and repeat that right after this break. Ed Pettit, thank you for joining us. We're on a hard break, folks. Don't go away. You've got the financial guys. Wear the ribbon? No. Oh, but I'm wearing the ribbon. He's wearing the ribbon. We are all wearing the ribbon. So why aren't you going to wear the ribbon? This is America. I don't have to wear anything I don't want to wear. Here are the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty. Welcome back, uh, folks. For our second hour, uh, we have a absolutely fabulous guest coming up. If you're just tuning in, this is the Financial Guys Media Network. We're Mike Hayflick and Mike Sparaza filling in for Mike Lomas and Glenn Wiggle this weekend. Uh, in studio, live, always an open mic session, 844-434-4TFG, or if you'd prefer to text us, 716-817-0716. We have gotten an angry texter. We always love those. The, angry uh, textures are fine. That's okay. We're, we're happy to fill some of your, uh, like a holiday weekend. So you can get angry, upset, you know, you know, throw these loving left type comments at us about growing things on ourselves. Um, Stop crying, you know, not to cry and whine. I'm sorry. I actually value my life and the life of my family. And I just think it's worth protecting. Okay, if you don't, then feel free to walk across, go walk across with no clothes on if you want across these cities that are, you know, crime infested cities and it's getting worse and worse. And by the way, maybe you wear a t-shirt that says defund the police while you're walking through these neighborhoods. I would choose to actually be protective of myself though. I actually appreciate the angry listeners because you keep our ratings going and we appreciate the ratings. If you want Lynn who texted in an angry uh, message, I can send you one of our nice uh, political t-shirts in the mail. So feel free to text in your address. We will send you a let's go Brandon shirt or any shirt of your choosing. We can send you a couple copies of what we have on uh, in stock for us. Yeah. And find our podcasts, uh, you know, on those podcast platforms too. spend more time listening to us and get angry get your blood pressure really up and then and then insult people instead of debating them okay thanks thanks for listening (laughs) we're gonna actually go to some of the the our president's comments this past thursday 
Um, nothing at all that sounds like unity, um, love, bringing things together as he campaigned on. And actually, as you said earlier, Mike, as, as kind of like what you remember Joe Biden to be, kind of a, you know, amicable guy. You know, you could go and just have a beer with Joe. This is not a guy I think I'd want to have a beer with. He's an angry, angry man being fed all sorts of uh, propaganda-like speeches now. And uh, they're actually producing some really scary, scary-looking press conferences and uh, national uh, speech events. And now America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism, or a nation of fear division and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together we can choose a different path. So we, we do have a special guest that we tease, Mike, and I want to go to her on this because this is why we brought her on today to talk about this speech here. So uh, we have former Trump White House official and political analyst Cameron Kinsey live with us. Cameron, first off, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are good. We cannot complain. Um, you know, I, I texted you earlier this week to say, can we talk about this speech? Because I got to be honest with you. I'm getting a little bit of mixed signals, and I'm getting confused. They, they keep saying that you know we MAGA Republicans, we we bad folks, oh you know obsess about the past, embrace anger, we're a threat, right? Uh, we have no respect for the Constitution. It sounds a lot like I don't know Joe Biden's administration or Barack Obama's administration, Russia impeachments, right? FBI raids now on former presidents that they don't like. The robbing and looting of stores in the summer of love in 2020, right? That was not MAGA Republicans, folks, just to make that clear. The Hillary Clinton emails, the Hunter Biden laptops, the payments from China, Paul Pelosi financial services, right? Um, you know, defunding police, right? You know, uh, the IRS now, we've, we've, we've grown our IRS to go after people. We're targeting Supreme Court justices. That stuff, and the shootings and violence, of course, in Chicago and New York City, Open borders. Don't forget about open borders. That is not mega Republican stuff, is it, Cameron? Am I am I missing something? No, you're absolutely correct. And I can't even imagine the legacy media's reaction and the Washington establishment's reaction if Trump were to stand behind a podium and use such divisive rhetoric, um, all on the American taxpayer's dime. Yes, he kept referencing extreme MAGA um, Americans, but. Uh, extreme the extreme MAGA agenda that he's referring to is securing our border, uh, embracing energy independence, tough on crime, school choice, uh, stop general uh, stop general mutilation of kids, stop endless wars, and put America first. This was a very angry speech that President Biden gave, and President Biden went to the birthplace of the United States of America and gave one of the most dark and divisive speeches of any president in American history. Cameron, do you think this has gone to another level um, on the Democrat side? I mean, I mean, like this isn't so much just throw out a comment and then get back to work on maybe what they've always you know, customarily thought of as their platform. Do you think that has that this has become their platform that this has become the platform? 
Yes, it, it's a it's a complete defense mechanism. When you stand behind a podium and bitch about your future uh, potential future opponent and the seventy four plus million Americans that voted for him, rather than demonstrating uh, your administration's achievements. That just goes to show you how big of a failure his time in office has been. He didn't mention China. Congress just approved a $1.1 billion arms sale to Taiwan. He didn't discuss how we have the highest inflation rate we have seen in 40 years and Americans are struggling. Didn't mention the opioid crisis, something that we've been combating for years now. Homeland Security officials, you know, in Phoenix, actually, they just reported this, uh, just seized over 35 pounds of fentanyl pills. And that's enough to kill nearly 8 million people in this country. And he didn't even mention the open border policies that are encouraging thousands of migrants to undermine the rule of law in this country. And the list goes on and on and on. Americans are very deeply disappointed. This was complete divisive rhetoric that, and he broke an oath that he made as president to bring this country together. This was very dark, very divisive. This didn't resonate with any American individual. And if people on the Democrat side aren't going to acknowledge this, then that's the problem. And I think I think you said it perfectly, right? We, we were we were told uh, not that any of us voted for him, but we were told unity, right? Bringing back America together because Trump separated the country and made everybody uncomfortable and angry, right? That's what we were told. Oh, and we were also told, don't forget, we will bring transparency back to the White House. That was the line, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to bring transparency back. Then they go into a former president's home. They they raid the house. They take things from the house. And then they say, here's your, uh, you know, affidavit. But there's a bunch of black boxes all over it, so we can't really see it. Everything they do, and Cameron, I can tell that you're very angry, right? People, I said this to Mike before we got on today. This used to be a funny joke, right? Joe Biden, his cronies, White House press secretaries, and, and their, their, their words that they use. It used to be like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? This is laugh out loud funny. It's not anymore. It's scary. It makes you angry. It gets your blood boiling. And that is a real problem that we have in this country. And I don't know that it's fixable unless we get these people out of office in two years and obviously here in a couple months. Yeah, I completely agree. It's not funny anymore, especially the thing that pissed me off the most was using service members as props for a partisan attack on half the country, Mike. I mean, it's completely disrespectful that he's calling out half the country, 70 plus million Americans are now considered extremists for not aligning partisanly with him and his agenda. Uh, And it's just the entire thing is an absolute sham. Jean-Pierre actually and President Biden, they were backtracking some of the statements that he made during this speech attacking MAGA extremists. Um, And that just proves to me that, you know, he's a he's a puppet for the Democrat Party. He doesn't actually believe in the things that he's saying. He's cognitively impaired. It's an absolute embarrassment on a global stage. And it's, it's definitely not funny whatsoever. Talk about a national security threat, right? They, they like to throw around that uh, that phrase, you know, this is a national security threat. A lot of the sensitive information at Mar-a-Lago, we've got to be careful. Russia, Maybe. Russia, Russia. Like, like our president himself is a national security threat. Cameron, can you stay on the air and just uh, get, let us go to a quick quick break? Yes. Awesome. All right. We'll be right back here with Cameron Kinsey. Uh, Cameron is um, an exceptionally bright, conservative minded, um, freedom loving, America loving guest here today, political analyst, former Trump White House official. 
just uh, before we head into this break, you can find Cameron on Twitter at Cameron Bailey. That'd be Cameron, C-A-M-R-Y-N-B-A-Y-L-E-E, as well as on Instagram and Facebook. Folks, don't go away. You've got Mike Hayflick and Mike Sparaza. We are on the Financial Guys Media Network. We'll be right back. from Asia. It's time to talk money. The three congressmen you have here, two of them look like they could... They really could and did play ball, and the other one looks like he could bomb you. The Financial Guys Radio Show. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. Here are the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. We have Cameron Kinsey, political analyst and former Trump White House, House official, excuse me, White House official, um, on the air with us live, uh, if you can find Cameron, you, you definitely want to find Cameron on Twitter, at Cameron Bailey, as well as on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Cameron, we were just um, talking uh, during that little quick break there. Um, go ahead. Mom. Well, no, I, I was just going to say one thing, too, real quick before we get back to Cameron. Lynn, thank you for still listening. After yes. 20 minutes of hatred, you're still texting <laughs> us. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, she's probably it's... listening, Mike, while she's working the soup kitchen and maybe folding yeah. clothes at the local Salvation Army. Yes, yes. You know, just caring, loving person that she might be. Yes, or sitting on the uh, her mother's basement couch chewing potato chips. It might be the thing, too. Lynn, thank you again for listening. I hope you're with us till 3 p.m. <laughs> Cameron, let me just go back to you real quick. Um, I talked to you before. You've been around the White House. You've been around President Trump and how his administration worked. I do have a question for you. The, the production and show of this, of this I'll, I guess I'll call it press conference or whatever it was, speech, whatever you want to call it, um, top to bottom, just terrible, right? And I, if you agree with them or not, the, the, the lighting, the military, as you mentioned before, you know, it looked like a scene from Adolf Hitler's speech. I could only imagine what that looked like, you know, 80-something years ago, right? Who, who's in charge of this? Like, who, if I saw that and I was in the production crew, I'd be like, turn on the lights. Make sure you turn on those lights. This looks terrible out there. Who, who wrote the speech? Who produced the speech? It was just a miss all around. They can't, I don't know what's wrong with these people. Wasn't it insane? I mean, that just shows the incompetency of Joe Biden's comm shop because he's obviously not calling the shots. Joe Biden, as well as Ron, his uh, chief of staff, both signed off on this. And that just goes to show the difference between President Biden and President Trump. You know, President Trump wasn't a normal politician. He didn't need uh, the the preparation and the time that went into it because he didn't talk like a politician, nor did he attempt to. He talked like how it resonated with every single American, just as a normal person would. Uh, he didn't need to rehearse because it was authentic and straight from his heart. Joe Biden, not so much on that on that front. He needs time, preparation, and a very, very big teleprompter. Cameron, where do you think the <laughs> hatred really comes from, from the left? Where do you think it comes from? Do you think it's, would it have been anyone like Trump, or is it just specifically because of Trump? Is it because he was literally so successful implementing lots of policies, things like protecting or beginning to protect our border, trying to become an America first producer again, right? A manufacturing in America kind of president, someone who actually calls out China and North Korea for the things, the heinous things that they do and are. What do you, do you think that that's where the hate comes from? Well, I mean, look at what's happening right now. And we, if you want to talk about Hunter Biden, I mean, I could all day. But with, with that going on, look at how much, you know, 
the New York Post reported all these under-the-table business dealings and how much the Biden administration, or not administration, the Biden family was profiting mm-hmm. off of this Ukrainian oil and gas company. Trump was a disruptor to the bureaucracy. He pretty much unveiled to the American public the corruption and just the absolute shameless people mm-hmm. in the Washington establishment. He, you know, he put their you know, their jobs in jeopardy, their their positions of power, I should say, in mm-hmm. jeopardy. And that's what these people are. They're power hungry. And so that's where the deep-rooted issue is, is that they will do anything and everything to have these these positions of power. They, you know, they hated Trump, but they hate us more. They do not put America first. They, they are very soft on crime. They're letting our cities go to absolute crap. It's disgusting. They, you know, don't mention what we're going to do to combat our adversaries. Um, they don't mention how our economy is just going to shambles mm-hmm. and how it was succeeding under Trump. There are so many things that I could point out, but these people are miserable. They're miserable, plain and simple. And Cameron, to jump in on that, it's not shocking that they're miserable, right? When you don't actually have purpose for life and you don't have anything that you're actually passionate about, whether that be family, religion, your friends, your family, whatever. Living off the government. Yeah, like there's no wonder you're miserable. Of course you are, right? When your life, and and if I could just say this one thing too, like if your life is like tweeting or texting into our radio show because you're angry, how great could your life be? Oh, yeah, they spend all day messaging me that I'm a fascist, a racist, a bigot. That's all these people do. They live off the government, and COVID made that just absolutely worse with these lockdown policies from these Democrat governors. They have zero shame while doing so either. And they're also the party of putting, you know, obese women on the cover of Vogue. It's just, it's disgusting. There's so many things that I could point out. Uh, But yeah, they're miserable. And honestly, like, until, like, I see otherwise, I'm going to keep saying that. It's not a narrative. It's it's reality. Hey, Cameron, before we leave you today, um, in your opinion, do you think that what we're seeing is going to sway public opinion, specifically independents, and some of the more traditional Democrats of old who just really maybe believed in, you know, good, you know, good working conditions, union, um, you know, I mean, do you think that this is going to sway people when they see that kind of performance, that kind of theater like we saw last Thursday with our president? Yes, absolutely. Because, listen, there's a lot of Americans that don't want to watch Fox News and CNN every single day. They want to stay home with their families. They want to watch college football on Saturdays. I'm actually really excited to see what FJB, um, you know, chance to go out (laughs) (laughs) at these different football games. But here, listen, like, yes, absolutely. There are some people, there are independents, maybe people hanging on the fence. They're seeing this divisive rhetoric and just the shift in our country right now. I mean, no matter what, even, you know, it was absolutely very transparent to me that Biden had no clue what he was talking about because he would call out MAGA extremists mm-hmm. and then in the same breath say, you know, I'm not just a president to red voters or to blue voters and then try to unify. <laughs> right. It, 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 yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, borderline personality disorder almost. But there are Americans out there that are seeing right through this narrative. They are seeing what is happening to this country, how partisan it has become. Because, I mean, when you think of our parents and our grandparents, they grew up in generations where, you know, you talk to one another, you have conversations. We can't even do that now uh, without calling an entire different party out. And, it, it, you know, it's disheartening. I mean, 
we're going to see what happens with 2022 midterms and the 2024 presidential elections. But Joe Biden is in it. He's not unifying. He's breaking his oath as president of the United States, bringing his country together. He's tearing it apart. Cameron, we're going to let you go, but I do have one question, one last question. I'm sorry, we keep saying this. Who do you vote for in 2024? <laughs> do we go with Donald Trump or maybe Liz Cheney or someone like that? Who do we go with? <laughs> no, we go for the fighter. Obviously, Donald Trump. Please do not. No, I, no, no. I promise that was obviously a joke throwing in that we are not doing that. Can't uh, have it. I absolutely loved this. This was great. Cameron Kinsey, political analyst and former Trump White House official. Thank you so much for being on with us today. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. Cameron, you can find Cameron Kinsey on Twitter at Cameron Bailey, as well as on Instagram and Facebook. I will tell you, Mike, and I enjoy having people like that that are not, you know, maybe just New Yorkers, right? There are people across the country. You know, we've had Sheriff Daniels on you and I, and Mm -hmm. you see the fire that other people have, right? right? Sometimes you feel like in New York, especially because it's just so incredibly blue, right? Mm -hmm. You just, oh my gosh, frustration, but you're now seeing it. And people from Florida even are frustrated. You see people from Texas, Arizona are frustrated. And it really shows America is angry and needs change right now. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I want to go back to one thing. We had a a guest, Ed Pettit, in the first hour, and we got cut off pretty short there um, just because of a break. I just wanted to say, Call to action, Second Amendment rally. Now, this was going to, going on this coming week, September 7th, 7 p.m. at the Frontier Fire Hall on Liberty, Liberty Drive, and that's in Wheatfield. Um, they're basically the purpose of the meeting, rally Niagara County gun owners, review the latest gun control laws, understand the severe impact that these laws have on our rights, engage all of us in the, in the fight for our Second Amendment rights. So, again, September 7th, 7 p.m., Frontier Fire Hall, Liberty Drive. And I just want to pitch before the break real quick, Mike, let's pitch the uh, podcast again, right? The the original TFG podcast, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, uh, Mike and I on mm-hmm. TFG Truth. We have a special guest coming up next week. Andrew Giuliani will be joining us on TFG Truth next week to talk about Lee Zeldin's race and how he's helping out with Lee Zeldin. Yep. Mike and Mahailu, myself and uh, Stefan Mahailu weekly as well. Um, and I, I, I love pitching the text line because we get a lot of love and we get some hate, and I love all that. Uh, <laughs> That's, again, 716-817-0716. Let's talk some more Biden after the break, Mike. Let's talk a little For bit sure. about uh, Kathy Hochul, too. We can play yep. her clip of telling us to get out. Uh, that's always fun. Absolutely. I, I also I know we have to touch base on some of these liberal mayors that are upset about getting illegal immigrants. They should be embracing them, folks, when they go into their cities from Texas. Instead, they're really, really upset with Governor Abbott of Texas. So, folks, don't go away. Don't turn the dial. We will be right back for our last half hour with you. We are the Financial Guys on the Financial Guys Media Network. Last half hour, as Mike said, we're going to go to the text board. Angry Lynn still with us, folks. Thank you very much. 40 minutes or so she's been with us, and I'm hoping she stay until 3 o'clock. we got to hope so. Um, Rose also uh, texted in here, speaking of Lee Zeldin, is he hiding? If he doesn't come out swinging soon, we are all going to be stuck with Hochul. Rose, could not agree with you more on that. Uh, I don't know what he's waiting for. Uh, you know, Stefan Mihailu has said maybe it is just waiting until after Labor Day. I hope so. 
but we have to hope that he comes out swinging because you cannot fight fire with being a nice guy and right. oh it's okay we'll, we'll be all right we'll, we'll no no you got to go after just like donald trump went after the left when he ran yeah it's like a ufc bout folks yeah. this isn't like you know the old traditional wrestling where there's rules and you know the, the referee is going to stop things when when uh when rules are broken no this is ufc no holds barred i mean this is what they do they they slap you right in the face with it um, no, uh, <laughs> nothing further to say than just simply go online and watch a 24 minute, um, really propaganda like speech by our president, um, a red blood, red background, two Marines in the background. Let me just say this. Can you imagine Mike for a second? Let's go back to say, uh, I guess it would have been, let's say 20 would have been like late 2017 midterm elections coming. President Trump decides, I'm going to do a national, um, you know, uh, speech to the national audience. He gets up there with a blood red background and two Marines in the background um, and, and speaks like that. He, he's angry. He's um, hostile. He's, he's intimidating. What would the reaction have been? Yeah, I, I totally agree, Mike. Um... I don't know. I don't know what the reaction would have been, but I can bet that I know what the reaction would have been, and it would have been, we need to impeach this man. He is yep. he is picking fights with the whole country. Who who does he think he is? Get him out now, arrest him, impeach him. Yeah. You know, that that's what it would have been, I'm sure. There, there were uh, comparisons of Trump to Hitler then. Imagine right. what this would have looked like. Right. I mean, right. literally. These, How funny. These are, you know, and Dave Portnoy, he hit it pretty well this week. He was fired up. I mean, literally saying, you know, this was like Hitler-like, communist block kind of thing. And actually, if anyone's out there who's seen that series of movies, The Hunger Games, it really was. It's like these are the folks in the capital city. We're all in the precincts out around them, and it's whatever they say. And, uh, you know, if you disagree, watch yourself, right? Yeah. Watch yourself, especially in the middle of the night. But you're really going to have to watch yourself and simply run because if you, you know, if all of these liberal mayors have their way, you won't be able to protect yourself with firearms, um, and they likely won't sympathize with you. They won't speak about you as a victim. What they'll do is say, give this person, give this criminal a break. Let these criminals cross the border. Let the criminals who've committed countless crimes, just let them out. No bail. Let them out. We can, what is the word? We can, um, oh, uh, you know, ther use therapy. We can recondition them. We can we can rehabilitate them. Yes, right? there it is. Yes, rehabilitate, yes, yes. rehabilitate these people. Give them a break, right? Don't be racist. Don't don't worry though about the victims. Mike, you said it perfect there though, and I just wanted to jump back in on, on the Hitler comment because the left played that card for four years straight. That mm -hmm. Donald Trump was the was the Adolf Hitler of our generation. And how funny is it that right now? Two days after hearing that speech, that's what Hitler did, not what Donald Trump did, folks. That was not Hitler-esque what Donald Trump did trying to make America great. Right. What Biden did the other day is shameful, it's scary, and it's disgusting. And I, I hope, I hope, I hope people see that and they actually get to the ballot box in yeah. and yeah. in person, too. I hope people go vote in person again. Absolutely. Can we get these elections normal again where you show up and you vote? and you do it the right way on Election Day. Can we just go back to that? Yeah. First thing is Congress, right? The yep. midterm elections. Yep. Let's flip the House and or the Senate. Let's get some gridlock in yep. Congress because yep. um, we need we need to put the brakes on this administration. And real quick, Mike, before we go to our guest, I did want to answer a texter's question mm -hmm. uh, before. 
he had asked he he heard on BEN this week that if Kathy wins seventy percent of New York City, she wins the state. How is that possible? I do have a an election answer for you from Stefan Mahailu on that. Mm-hmm. He claims it is Democrat enrollment. Any Republican has to win New York City. Um, by 30% to win statewide. I think he means that he needs 30% of, of the votes in New York City to win statewide. Right. Um, the Republican offsets that loss by winning all other counties, especially rural counties. So yeah. I think it's just based on you know population and districts. Yeah, there. and Jeff further goes on to say, how do we separate from downstate? It yep. just won't happen. I mean, there have been initiatives, um, you know, thrown out there. I just yep. don't think it'll ever happen. I mean, that's where all the power is. That's where essentially a lot of the money is. There's no way. And I would say to the texter, um, talk to Dave DiPietro because he's yeah. been trying to separate New York from New York City for yeah. a while. Uh, and, and, you know, Dave is very passionate about that because it's probably what needs to happen in this state if we want anything better to go on here. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about inflation and this whole student loan handout slash voter bribe slash gift it's that has been thrown out there by our administration. I mean, I think there's going to be some legal um, hurdles for yep. that, right? Uh, a lot of people say Biden can't just do that. It's yep. Congress who who actually can do this. Yep. Um, but uh, we're going to bring on a new uh, a new partner, actually, a new mortgage broker partner. I'll let you go ahead, and uh, you've you actually met Jesse. So. Absolutely, yeah. We have uh, Jesse Meyer on the line here, a mortgage broker and one of our newest partners from Cross State Funding. I've had the pleasure to work with Jesse for the last few weeks here, uh, helping some of his clients on the insurance side. But, Jesse, first off, uh, welcome to the family, and we're happy to have you on. Yeah, thank you, John. I, I appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to working with you guys for a long time coming. And uh, like you were talking before, boy, do we miss the good old days. So that's that's right. <laughs> that's right, exactly. And, Jesse, I think the first question is just so people get a little bit of a feel for who you guys are. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do every day? Yeah, so uh, we're mortgage brokers, true mortgage brokers, guys. Um, there's not many in, in Western New York anymore, unfortunately, ever since the crash and whatnot. But uh, we, we pretty much shop the deal. Um, we have 17 lenders that we work with, over 17 lenders now, try and find the client the best case scenario, best interest rate, best down payment, whatever fits their program. Um, we try and classify all our clients pretty much under two umbrellas. Um, one, if you're ready to go right now, that's awesome. We're going to make sure we find you the best deal, get you pre-approved very quickly, you know, quicker than all the national banks, all that stuff. We're just a, a small independent, an independent family business. And uh, if not, if you're not ready to go right away, then we put you in on a, under an umbrella where uh, we pretty much prep you up, get your credit up, you know, help you with any down payment issues, anything like that to, uh, to make sure we can buy you a house in the near future. Jesse, when people say or hear that you're independent, um, I don't know if everyone understands the importance of that. Like being an independent, you know, kind of financial advisor, for instance, it means that we don't have any preconceived notion of what products our, our clients should use. It's all based on what they need. And and I know, Mike, being independent in the property and casualty area, you don't care necessarily which company. Of course, they're going to be great companies, yep. but you don't care which company you end up with. You go to, to the company that will provide the best protection at the lowest cost. Jesse, just to that point, being an independent mortgage broker, what's the, what's the value to your prospective clients uh, when it comes to that? Oh, it's, it's everything, guys, especially in our area, too. Um, we deal with, in, in Western New York, Buffalo area, a lot of people that just aren't, aren't at that, like, 780 perfect credit score with, you know, 80 to 100,000 to put down. So mm-hmm. it, when we work with clients that are, you know, mid-sixes and sometimes people in the fives, we can go as low as even high 400s, guys. 
but uh, we, we just shop them and just make sure we can find them the, the best fit as far as the bank goes, you know, especially the servicing level too once they close. So that's the thing with all our clients too. We don't just, you know, get you a deal and then say, hey, good luck. Good luck with the house, you know. <laughs> we, yeah, we pretty yeah. Much, we pretty much hold their hand start to finish and, and then we always follow up with them throughout the year, see if they need anything, you know, just yeah. making sure we stick our heads out for them. Yeah. I've been talking to my clients a lot this year about um, the rising inflation situation has led the Federal Reserve to actually raise interest rates. That yep. that federal funds rate going up is often the biggest domino to start setting off the other dominoes to fall. I, I've had a lot of people feel a bit deflated about interest rates going up when they want to actually take on debt. Do you think that that's a deterrence or has it been a deterrence for people to want to take on new mortgages or refinance existing mortgages? I think it has been definitely a little bit, but I, I think it becomes from the clients and just the consumers being not as educated. Um, just even if doing a little bit of research, I mean, generally people don't even hold their notes for longer than one to five years for their first time they get a house. You know, generally one to five years. Wow, that's shocking years, yeah. to me. Yeah, most of my clientele we end up uh, around the third or fourth year is kind of like uh, the goldmine for people that are refinancing, looking to pull equity out, fix things on their house. Especially nowadays with houses appreciating every year, just on and on and on. You know what I mean? Wow, Jesse, do you do you guys work strictly on the I'll call it mortgage side, or are you doing truly a lot of refinances on for your clients? A lot of refinances too, guys. And believe it or not, um, it's even with higher interest rates. We're talking high fours, low fives right now, as far as the normal conventional like thirty-year fixed. But even at those rates, guys, refinances are still popular just because of people looking to do debt consolidation, uh, you know, people racking up credit card debt, stuff like that over COVID periods, um, additions on their houses because people are struggling finding another another different house. So, hey, let's upgrade this one. Let's add another bedroom, bathroom. So, uh, yeah, refinances are still in full swing. And then 10, 15-year rates, if people are looking to chop their term, we're still getting people in the threes. So, yeah. you know, it's 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 still pretty solid. What a great point that is because, you know, having mortgages and, and home equity loans or lines of credit to pay off are not the only debt that people have. They have credit cards, <laughs> student loans perhaps, or maybe not. Um, they, they have car loans. They have maybe personal loans they've had to take out. And, and you know, that's a great point. You could still go from a high, high double-digit loan interest rate down to low fours and fives. That's a, that's a great, great point. 100%. Even some people are taking, unfortunately, I have clients that start with their low interest rates, end up taking a higher one at a refinance just because they've really maxed out credit card debt or something like that. And they just, they have no other way to keep their head above water. So and I'll, we, just, I'll, we look all ways to help them. And I'll say, Jesse, uh, on, a, on a personal level, you helped one of my clients already, um, and, and they were very happy with how you guys got everything done. I'm pretty sure it's almost done already, and it was only a couple weeks yep. ago. So, um, <laughs> yep. And, folks, if you need Jesse and his team, uh, you can either call our office at 833-FINGUYS, or I'm going to let Jesse tell you how to reach him as well. Yeah, guys, best way, our office line is 716-691-7000. And then uh, if you want to just, you know, feel free to apply online, you can fill out a full application and uh, it's at preapprovedquickly.com. So super easy access either way, guys. Awesome. Jesse Meyer, thanks so much for joining us. Again, welcome to our extended family of awesome, awesome service providers. Jesse Meyer, thanks again. 
Awesome, Jones. I appreciate it. Thank you. Terrific. So Jesse Meyer, mortgage broker with Cross State Funding, a new partner, a strategic partner of the financial guys. Um, we have such great synergy and collaboration with not only the people in our office, but people like now Jesse yep. that can help you folks, you, the listener. You can also reach Jesse again, 716-691-7000 or Mike, as you said, 833-FIN-GUYS. I think we'll go to a quick break, Mike, and then we can get into um, more free money, folks. It's what we do here in America, yes. and it's working great. Yeah, so. we, we have actually some great thoughts yeah. and opinions of people who just don't seem to mind that this yeah. $10,000 loan or whatever, some of the forgiveness, yeah. can be paid by them. Yeah. So you'll hear that in a moment. You've got the financial guys. Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza in here for Mike uh, Lomas and Glenn Wiggle this weekend. And um, we're live. It's Labor Day weekend. There's a Buffalo Wing Festival going on at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park. And uh, go Bills, right? Bills will begin. Uh, five days. Five days. Five days. And they start the season out in Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Ram territory, right? Yep. It's going to be pretty cool. Hopefully you're all excited out there. We are. Um, it's the end of summer, but it's also the beginning of Buffalo Bills football season. So go Bills. Um, that is something that actually brings us together, unlike our president, right? The Bills seem to. The Bills yep. mafia. We come together from every city, everybody yep. Everybody who's either been in Buffalo or left Buffalo, we can all come together on things like the Buffalo Bills. And and if you're a college football fan, today is opening day, big college football day today. Uh, I believe Georgia is playing at Georgia and Oregon at 3.30 and Penn State, excuse me, Penn State, Ohio State and Notre Dame tonight at 7.30 if you're a college football fan. The big dogs. That's right. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Financial Guys here on the Financial Guys Media Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys Radio Network. As somebody hangs up, that's your cue to call 844-434-4TFG. That's 844-434-4834. All righty. Welcome back. Our last segment here with you this weekend, folks. Uh, always happy to be here every Saturday, 1 to 3. Um, just want to give you some new information here, too. Finding podcasts can sometimes be a bit confusing. Here's a real easy way. Financialguysmedia.com. Again, financialguysmedia.com. You can find all the podcasts we do. And I'm going to say there's three, but there probably will be more as time goes on because there are more and more conservative-minded people, people that, as we say, Mike, we want to ex uh, expose hypocrisy. We want to report facts. We want to actually speak common sense. And that's what we're all about here, folks. I, I really would say we're not really political party-oriented. We are policy-oriented. We are America citizen, American citizen-oriented. And I'll say this, you know, on that website down the road here, when we go to more events like Stefan Mihailu and had the chance, Stefan Mihailu and I, excuse me, mm -hmm. had the chance to do uh, earlier this year at the Turning Point uh, Student Action Summit, videos and, and things that, have, that we're doing at those events will go on this website. Mike, I know you mm -hmm. and I have talked about going in December yep. uh, to the next Turning Point event, going to CPAC in the future. We are going to start getting content like this throughout uh, the year going forward, in addition to all our podcasts. We may start doing some fun stuff for elections as well, so we will tease that, but that's down the road. Awesome. We want to talk a little bit about this whole student loan forgiveness uh, story, I guess it is. Um, it seems like this president, and, and I'm sure it's more his team, 
decide that, you know, hey, whatever we think is going to be the new policy. And this is about as bad as it gets when it comes to buying votes, right? Pandering. This is like the definition of pandering. Take $10,000 off your balances for people that, what, made, um, what was the income level? 150, 125,000? I think it was 125 per person, 250 for a couple, I believe. Okay. So these are not often the very impoverished people, right? I mean, these are not people that might need loan forgiveness. Now, if we sat here and kind of painted a profile of a student, maybe a student and their parents who deserve $10,000 of loan forgiveness, I'm sure we could do it, right? Yeah, me. You, <laughs> Mike Sparaza. We could do it. We could do it. We could say, you know what? This kid, since he was you know, a child, always valued money. He valued progress and success and achievement. He's worked his tail off. He's gone. He's paid for most of his school. He's still got, let's say, uh, $12,000 of student loans to pay. He's working three jobs to do it. Would I be that opposed to, you know what? Forgive the Forgive 10 of it. I think I'd say, no, that kid deserves it. But if you take every every kid that's going to get the benefit of this, I'll bet, I'll bet a lot of them are these Ivy League, liberal-minded, going into degree programs that they have no idea what they're going to do when they get out. There's no way they could possibly <laughs> afford because they'll never get a job, right, doing what they went to school for. Or if they do, they make 30 grand sometimes. That's the other problem. Right. Mike, we've talked about this a lot, and I'm going to mention it real quick before we have a video on maybe yep. saying that we're wrong. Yeah, we might a, be wrong. We might right. be wrong, and we'll get to that in one second. But I think what's frustrating, Mike, is schools are not teaching this. And I'm, I'm not talking about colleges. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about middle schools and high schools starting to explain to kids. I, I remember this as an example. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was in middle school, we had a class called, it was like home ec, and we would learn yep. how to cook and little things like that. Yep. That's really important, right? Mm -hmm. You need to be able to cook for yourself. You need to know how to do laundry for yourself. But yep. one class that I never had was, here's how debt works, kids. <laughs> here's how you balance your checking account. And everybody says, how old are you? Are you balancing a checking account? Yeah, actually, believe it or not, it's a big deal to know how to use a checking account yeah. and know how to not overdraw and know how to not... Like Mike said, mm -hmm. go to an Ivy League school, rack up $150,000 of debt, come out making 40000 I can tell you one thing to anybody listening out there, if you're in college, high school, if you go to college and you rack up $150,000 of debt and you make $40,000 a year, you will never, ever pay it off. Right. And if there's a deficit of financial literacy when you're young, chances are, and I bet Russ Geyser would uh, vouch for me on this, chances are, when there's a deficit when you're young, you take that into adulthood, right? There's still a deficit of financial literacy. And if you don't get the literacy you need, you are going downhill. And you can go downhill fast. But, Mike, but maybe we are wrong on this. I'm going to change my tune. So let, let's take a <laughs> listen to a few folks that disagree with us. I spend more time working on these cars than with my own family. I spend my days digging holes, cutting grass, and sweating. This is job number two today, so my customers aren't the only ones drinking coffee. I'm breaking my back out here for one reason. I want to pay off some other guy's debt. Biden's plan to pay other people's college loans using my tax dollars is a great idea. Biden's right. You should take my tax dollars to pay off your debts. My fancy things like school supplies or new shoes. I work for you, theater major. This shift is for you, business major. Go buy yourself that new car. Enjoy your free ride. College is on me. 
Tell Congress, stop Biden's bailout for rich kids. Oh, my. And all kidding aside, folks, obviously that's a spoof. We know that. But that's what it is. Yes. That's exactly what it is. You worked your butt off. Maybe you paid your kids' colleges, right? Maybe you helped your children out. You're not getting $10,000. You're not getting 20000 if they have Pell Grants. But we as taxpayers are going to say, you know what? Those poor kids. And, and I, I, one of the funniest things I saw, Mike, was the, the tweet that says, my, uh, my mortgage identifies as a student loan, right? Because what's next, right? I have credit card debt. That was my fault. Right? I just got that. It <laughs> took me about three seconds. I'm like, wait, what does he mean? <laughs> oh, identifies. I get it. But seriously, what's next, right? I spent too much money on my American Express. Can you help me out, Joe? Joe, can you spare me a few bucks? By a few bucks, I mean ten thousand. <laughs> my my student loan debt today identifies as my Mastercard debt. Oh my <laughs> goodness! No, there's it's just wrong on so many levels. We could literally do a whole show on this. Um, you know, I guess growing up, you know, a lot of us we felt like, all right, there's certain things in life that make you feel like money is important. Uh, maybe maybe it was like those you know arguments from parents about. You can't buy this. I can't keep paying for these things. We're in debt already. You know, whatever the, the influence was, um, a lot of us realized like, hey, you know, if, you, if you're going to get something in life, you got to actually do something to get it right. You got to pay for it. And uh, and the, it's wrong on so many levels. I think by doing the forgiveness, it also sets up this new um, m- mindset in many, many people's minds. You know what? If I get in a jam, there'll be a little bailout. I think the government will help me. And, Mike, I'll tell you, it's amazing, and I'm going to try and get in a couple callers as soon as we're done here. But what's amazing is, and this is my own true story, uh, when I was graduated from college and started working with my father, I took it for granted because it was my dad, and mm-hmm. it was his business, not the one I'm in now, my prior, what I was doing, which was actually on your side, Mike. Mm-hmm. And my dad once said to me, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you don't get your licenses by this date, you won't be getting a free paycheck and help from me. You're done. Right. I'm cutting you off effective this date. And that's what he told me. And what do you know? I went and got my licenses. What do you know? I, mm-hmm. I worked my butt off to get to where I am. Yep. And now that I got into another business I got involved in because I knew when I moved out of my parents' house, my dad shut me off on my car, my phones and everything. He said, you're on your own. You moved out. And that's what people will learn yeah. when you cut them off. They will learn, Mike. And that's what we need to do as parents. And that's what we need to do as government. You cannot sit and get a free ride forever. We'll help you. We'll give you that year, whatever it may be. And then you're on your own. It's launching, right? It's yep. leaving the nest. I mean, we yep. all have to do that. Yep. And I think what we're doing is we're allowing more, more and more children, young people, young adults, to not leave the nest just yep. stay stay where you are because yep. you, you know we're not really expecting that much of you the world's unfair mike it, well you know the, this this little spoof clip we played though you got to watch the video folks because the smiles on these people's faces the guy grabbing the wrench saying yep. it's on me it's just don't worry about it absolutely hilarious let's hit the phone lines we only have a couple more minutes to go so we'll do the best we can here oh, oh, oh well, well, maybe, sorry maybe we, we won't <laughs> please if you're calling uh, mike i think you and i host again next weekend yep so, Lynn, I hope you listen and text us again. Yes, I hope, angry Lynn. I hope Come every, back, baby. everyone, Jesse Meyer, <laughs> Russ Geyser, uh, Cameron Kinsey, Ed Pettit, thank you so much for the, the calls and the contribution today. Kevin from Pendleton and John from Rochester, sorry we were up against it today. <laughs> as Mike, as you always say, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. Check out our podcast, financialguysmedia.com, Twitter at FinGuys, Facebook and Instagram. The Financial Guys. Awesome. Enjoy your weekend, folks. Thanks for listening to the Financial Guys Media Network.